Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. First of all, I owe you a comment. As you know, I've talked about President Trump coming on my program tonight. I was very much looking forward to it, and I know all of you were too. I happen to know the President was really looking forward to spending a little time with us by phone. I'm very unhappy to share with you that he won't be on. He was ready. I was ready. But I was literally told he can't come on the night of the election. By the forces that be. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. But I will definitely deal with this in the days ahead, I promise you. In the meantime, we need to focus. I know you Levinites already support our president. Many of you have voted for him. Some of you have not voted yet. Tonight's the night. Now I want to tell you something. It's not, I don't have a board where if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, which will drive you crazy. All day long, for the last three days really, that is unhelpful. Now I want us to be helpful. I want to tell you what I know. The vote in North Carolina is close. The vote in North Carolina is close. The polls in North Carolina close at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can hear my voice and you're in your car, you're in your office, you're at the dinner table, and you haven't voted, it's time to vote. And when you get in line, stay in line. As long as you're in line, you get the vote. 
So I'm sending up a flare to North Carolina. Patriots and Levinites in North Carolina, if you have not voted, you must vote. If you have voted, you must get on your cell phone or however you communicate with family members and friends and tell them to vote. It's tighter than I would like it to be. In Florida, much of Florida closes at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The Panhandle closes at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They're on Central Time. Florida, you need to vote. Now, in both states, you have congressional races. In North Carolina, you have a Senate race. We need to win that Senate race in North Carolina. We need to win a number of these House races in the state. If you don't vote in this election, you've done your country and your family a grave, grave disservice. I'm just laying it out, kids. I'm just laying it out. There's nothing else I can tell you about what's on the line, the country's on the line, that I haven't told you before. Georgia. Georgia closes at 7 p.m. local time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you live in Georgia, you have a number of congressional races, you have two Senate races. And of course, the president must hold Georgia. Georgia closes in less than an hour. So if you're in your automobile, if you're at your dinner table, wherever you are, and you haven't voted, stop whatever you're doing. Stop whatever you're doing and go to your precinct and vote. And get in line and stay in line. Again, once you're in line, there's nothing they can do. Nothing. So the people in Georgia, I hope you're listening... And if you have voted again, pick up your phone, whatever device you use, call your family members and friends, and let's get going. I already told you about North Carolina, where the polls close at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Ohio, the polls close at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. There's other states here, too. But I can't go through every single state. It's unnecessary. But you have Senate races, you have congressional races that are absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. The rubber is hitting the road right now. In Maine, we need both districts in Maine for the President of the United States. We also need the Senator, believe it or not, Collins from Maine. And there's important congressional races in Maine. Maine closes at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You still have time if you're in Maine. Put the lobster down. Put the blueberry pie down. Let's get going. This is no joke. No joke. I want to talk to my fellow citizens of Pennsylvania, where I was born and where I was raised. It may well all come down to Pennsylvania, assuming we win these states that I just mentioned. There must be a red wave. An in-person vote that is huge because the early vote, much of it, went to the Democrats given their strategy on mail-in voting. There's significant corruption in and around Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. But if you vote, if you can hear me in Pennsylvania, 
We are heard all over the Keystone State. If you're in your truck, if you're in your car, if you're at the dinner table looking at each other, please, don't waste another minute. Get in line and vote. You must get in line and vote. If you're in a truck, in a car in Pennsylvania, and you support this president who has supported you, you also have critical congressional races. Critical congressional races. Very, very important, Pennsylvania. I tell you the truth. I know what I'm looking at. Let's move on. If I don't mention your state, that doesn't mean it's not important. You've got Senate races. You've got House races. Look at Virginia. Virginia closes at 7 p.m. You have critical Eastern, critical, critical House races, an important Senate race. Critical, critical House races that can be decided by 10, 15, 6 votes in the state of Virginia. So if you hear me on WMAL, you need to act now. You need to get in line. You look at South Carolina, they close at 7 p.m. You have a crucial Senate race there with Lindsey Graham. Let's continue. 8 p.m. I've already talked about Maine, how important Maine is. All these states are important, again, for House and Senate races. Pennsylvania, 8 p.m., the whole state. Crucially important. Now, Texas. Texas is obviously very, very important. Parts of Texas close at 7 p.m. local time. Parts of the state are mountain time and will close at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You know who you are and where you live. We have many, many important races there, including my buddy Chip Roy. You can lose a House race by 10 votes, which means if six of our people had showed up, we would have won. You've been told this all day long. Rush told you, Sean told you. Every single vote now is crucial. All of your votes are crucial. If you're concerned about where this country is going to be heading, now's the time. Michigan. What's it going to be, Michigan? What's it going to be? The president's trade policies, the president's other labor policies, in many respects, have been focused on Michigan and Pennsylvania and states like that. The president has supported you, Michigan. Are you going to support him now? Most of Michigan shuts down the voting at 8 p.m. Central Time. Parts of Michigan, an hour later, 9 p.m. Central Time. We're going to need a lot of turnout in Michigan. I believe there's too much of a gap there if you don't vote. You need to show up in Michigan. If you hear me, now's the time. Right now. Get in line, stay in line. Put on a heavy coat, so be it. If you already voted, congratulations. It's not enough. I'm telling you, I'm looking at numbers. It's not enough. You need your family members and friends and coworkers. Now's the time to hustle. Nebraska. People might say, well, what's the problem with Nebraska? Well, the way they do the Electoral College in Nebraska, as they do in Maine... They assign one to each congressional district, depending on who wins that congressional district. They do it differently. 
Now, Nebraska, part of it is on 8 p.m. Central Time and 7 p.m. Mountain Time. You know which part you live in in Nebraska, and you can hear me in Nebraska. You need to turn out. You need to vote. You need to get people you know to vote. It's crucially important. And I want to talk to my brothers and sisters in Wisconsin. The polls in Wisconsin close at 8 p.m. Central Time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Wisconsin. You saw what happened in Kenosha. You see what's happening in Milwaukee and Madison. Patriots in Wisconsin. Levinites in Wisconsin. We need more of you to turn out, if you're listening to me. We need more of you to turn out. If you haven't voted, stop whatever you're doing, go to your precinct, get in line, and vote. If you have voted, great. But that's not enough. You need to get family members, friends, and co-workers on the phone. Yes, like a broken record, and I'm going to keep doing it. All you're going to see on TV is a list of states and when they close and what if this happens and that happens. I'm not a journalist. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. Arizona. Arizona polls close 7 p.m. local time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. local time. You got a crucially important Senate race. You have important House races. And, of course, the president needs to win Arizona. Minnesota, the polls close at 8 p.m. Central Time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. What's it going to be, Minnesota? More Minneapolis's? We need a big vote out of Minnesota. It needs to get closer than it is. I'm telling you the truth. You know, Alaska, Alaska is very, very important. Because we're a crucial Senate race in Alaska. You can't blow these states off, even if I don't mention them. You've got Senator Sullivan there, who's a good man, running against a leftist. 8 p.m. local time they close, Eastern time it's midnight. So we have one third of the Senate up, all of the House of Representatives, and the presidency. And we need this big red wave. We need this big wave of patriots if we're going to save this country. And it's close. And in some of these states, it's uncomfortably close. Get my drift? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. 
and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. We've had a hell of a time with major corporations trying to censor me. Have we not, Mr. Producer? Facebook is an absolute disgrace. No wonder they're welcome in communist China. Absolute disgrace. But, you know, I'm not going to sit still for all this. There'll be a time and day for this, and soon. And soon. We cannot have media organizations and big tech who claim to support free speech, censor it. Now I want to get back to these states and these votes. We'll continue to go through them. Um, but it's really going to be up to you, those of you who can hear me. There's millions of you listening to this program, whether on terrestrial radio or streaming or satellite radio on one of our apps, whatever it is. Millions of you listening. A certain percentage of you who support the president have not, excuse me, have not voted. If you don't vote, you're going to cost us the country. We're going to lose the Senate, we're going to lose these House seats, and we're going to lose the presidency. We don't need sunshine patriots who call the program and tell us what we need to do. It's now up to each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. Forget about TV. Forget about the boards. Forget about the red and blue. With the, with the poking in the, this state and that state. If this happens, that happens. You're going to decide what happens. You. History will judge this generation. History will judge us. You and me. If enough of us still exist who love this country and understand that this president is the only thing that stands between us and this republic and those who are telling us right now they're going to turn it inside out. I can't even understand why we have to work so hard to get people to vote. I really don't. I can't even understand why this won't be an electoral landslide by the popular vote or the electoral college. Has the country changed that much? But there is absolutely no... No justification if you're a patriot, if you support this country, that you don't get out and vote for Donald Trump. If you have a Senate candidate, the Republican, House candidate, the Republican, no justification whatsoever, none. Are there more of us or are there more of them? That decision is going to be made right now by you. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. 
Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. So the first hour may be a little repetitive, but it's necessary. Again, I want to talk to states like Virginia. You have very, very important house races up. They're going to be decided by maybe a couple dozen votes. Very, very important. And Virginia closes in 25 minutes. So if you're in your car or at your table, you can scoot over quickly to the precinct and vote because your vote's going to matter. I don't care where you live in the state, your vote's going to matter. In Florida, a huge part of Florida really all but the panhandle, closes at 7 p.m. We're heard all over the state of Florida. If you hear my voice, you're at the dinner table or you're in the car, you're still at the office, drop everything you're doing and get over to your precinct and get in line and stay in line. Stay in line. We can do this. The panhandle part of Florida closes an hour later, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They're on Central Time. So I'm talking to you folks in the state of Florida where the voting ends in literally 24 minutes. 24 minutes. New Hampshire's most polls close at 7 p.m. local time. There's a couple of municipalities that are closed at different times, but it'd be wonderful if the president could pocket New Hampshire and the four electoral votes there. If you live in New Hampshire, you do hear this show. It's a small state with a small population. Every vote counts. Every vote counts. Georgia, you're up too. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, your polls close. You have two important Senate races, and the presidential race is absolutely crucial. South Carolina, you've got an important Senate race, too, with Lindsey Graham. You close at 7 p.m. Extremely important, North Carolina. North Carolina, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You close in less than an hour. If you're hearing this program live, you close in less than an hour. Now, if you live in North Carolina and you haven't voted, honest to God, shame on you. I'm not trying to shame you, but with so much on the line, you have a crucially important Senate race, you've got a governor's race, you've got important congressional races, very important congressional races. And, of course, the presidency. There's a lot going on in North Carolina. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. By the way, Kansas... They close 7 p.m. local time. Some polls may be open later. You have a very, very important Senate race in Kansas. In Maine, you have a crucially important Senate race. 
and the presidency. Little state like that. Yeah, I know Carl was there, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. We all, we all know Carl. We got it. But my goal here is to turn out the vote, not to do analysis. We'll do analysis later. We'll figure out who the smartest analyst in the room is and the greatest pollster. Doesn't matter to me. What matters to me now is voting, which is absolutely crucial. All of Pennsylvania closes at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. From the east to the west, from southeastern Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, northeast Pennsylvania, southwestern Pennsylvania, and of course, of course, northwestern Pennsylvania. The president's going to need a very, very big turnout by the men and women who he's tried to help in one industry after another in Pennsylvania. He's going to need a big turnout. In western Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, and by Republicans in southeastern Pennsylvania. I know you're there. That's where I used to live. The more Republicans who turn out in southeastern Pennsylvania, the more, the more you will neutralize what's going on in that state and in Philadelphia. But don't throw your, your hands. You know, my damn district is Democrat. Doesn't matter. Your votes counted toward the presidency. However many votes come from whatever section of the state. It's very, very important. Whatever part of Pennsylvania you're in, and we're heard all over the state of Pennsylvania, whatever part of Pennsylvania you're in, you got to get in line and you got to vote. And you still have time. And once you're in line, stay in line. Our friends in Arizona... Your polls close in a little over two hours. You're on 7 p.m. local time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Your state is crucial. There's enough Republicans who haven't voted in in Arizona to win the state of Arizona for the president. You have a crucial Senate race. McSally needs to win if we're going to stop them from packing the Supreme Court. My friends in Michigan... Michigan. The president has done everything he can to save the automobile industry. He's done everything he can to save the energy industry. He's lowered the taxes for people all over the country, including Michigan. He's protected the suburbs from rules that were being put in place, the Obama-Biden administration, to destroy single-family housing and so much more in the suburbs. That will all come back if he doesn't win. Most of Michigan is on central time. 8 p.m. central time, many of the polls close. That's 9 p.m. eastern. Parts of Michigan, of course, are on eastern time. Isn't that correct, Mr. Producer? So you need to determine what part of Michigan you live in. And whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing and get to the precinct and get in line. This is not an election where you can leave it up to other people. There's a lot of people voting. A lot of early votes by Democrats and leftists. This is the day Republicans, or I should say, sensible moderate Democrats as well, and independents, this is the day you're supposed to show up. This is the only day you can show up. And now, we're at the 11th hour. In some cases, less. It's 642. 
6.42 Eastern Time. Big chunk of Florida closes in less than 20 minutes. 18 minutes. Georgia closes in 18 minutes. You need to get at your precinct. You need to get in line. Immediately. If you already voted, you need to get on the phone. And tell your spouse or significant other, a family member, a friend, come on, let's go. Once you get in line, just get in line. If you're in your car, get to the precinct. And Georgia, the same exact thing. Virginia, you got these crucially important house races, as well as an important Senate race. And in North Carolina, you've got 47 minutes to get to your polling place. 47 minutes. In Maine, you have an hour and 16 or 17 minutes. The rubber's hitting the road, ladies and gentlemen. Are there enough people who love this country left? Are there enough people who understand the threat that the Democrat Party has become to our constitutional system, to our economic system, to our immigration system, and to our financial system? If you vote and you got other people to vote, you can be proud of yourself. You join the political army of patriots. And of course, Pennsylvania closes at 8 p.m. Eastern Time in an hour and 17 minutes. And we are heard all over. Look, WPHT country around Philadelphia. 50,000 watt massive reach. I know your city's Democrat. I know the inner counties are Democrat. I grew up there when they were Republican. They're Democrat. I can't fix that. But if we have a bigger than expected Republican vote in and around Philadelphia, those votes count. You're not electing the mayor of Philadelphia. You're electing a president of the United States. You're electing members of the House of Representatives. Sean Parnell, who's running for Congress out there in his district against a fraud by the name of Lamb. It's crucial he gets elected to the House of Representatives. It's crucial that people turn out who this president has assisted. It's crucial that people turn out who are afraid of what communist China will do under a Joe Biden administration, who are afraid what's going to happen to the Middle East and the peace in the Middle East if Joe Biden's elected president of the United States, are afraid of how Joe Biden will again reach out and have further diplomatic times with Castro with Maduro and Venezuela, and God knows who else. And all of you are going to see your taxes go up. Joe Biden is a liar. Once you repeal the Trump tax cuts, all those tax increases come back. All of you who earn modest incomes are going to see your taxes go up. Several thousand dollars. It's not a joke. It's reality. You're going to be working in industries that they decide to shut down. But they're going to retrain you, don't worry. Retrain you to do what? They have no idea. That's the lie they always give. Senior citizens. They're going to destroy Medicare. They make no bones about it. No bones about it. Well, I, I don't like the way Trump... I am telling you. They want to lower the age from 65 to 60. That will destroy it financially. Illegal aliens who come into this country will have immediate access to Medicaid and Medicare. How the hell are we going to finance this? What about the lines and the shortages? 
That's the future that awaits you. In Pennsylvania. In Michigan. In Arizona. In Nebraska. That's the future that awaits you. In Maine. In North Carolina. In Florida. In Georgia. In every state in this country. We shouldn't have to work so hard to convince people to support liberty and have common sense and defend their own country. In Nevada, your polls close at 7 p.m. local time. That's 10 p.m. Eastern time. You need to turn out and vote. In Alaska, of course, 8 p.m. local time, which is midnight Eastern time. We're going to take a short break. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. All right, in nine minutes, big chunk of Florida closes. Georgia, the whole state closes. Virginia, you got important congressional races there. They close. New Hampshire We can use you, New Hampshire. You need to turn out and vote. You got nine minutes to get to the polls. South Carolina, Vermont. Ah, screw Vermont. No offense. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm looking at right now. 7.30 Eastern Time, North Carolina, Ohio. We haven't talked about Ohio. Very, very important. Again, crucial races there, especially the presidential race. And West Virginia. God, I love West Virginia. And I'm going to have to talk. Maybe I'm going to move to West Virginia, Mr. Producer. I'm telling you. You got to move where people think the right way. All right, you got about seven minutes to get to the polls. And if you're in line, please stay there. In fact, the longer the line, the better. That means we're all having an impact. And I'm talking about Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, Virginia, South Carolina. Vermont. Okay? That's what I'm talking about now. Florida, Georgia, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Virginia. If you are near your precinct, get there and get a line. They can't, they can't get you out of line. You get a right to vote. If you're in line and you're listening to me, stay in line. Stay in line. So we will have some outcomes soon in Florida and Georgia, possibly 
a state like Virginia. And if the president can win in Florida and Georgia, but let me, let me put a footnote on that. Florida's not done at 7 o'clock. The whole panhandle votes until 8 o'clock. So we're going to continue to keep an eye on Florida. We're going to continue to keep an eye on Florida. Let me see something here. President's way in the lead in Indiana. And he is breaking into a good lead in Kentucky. Those are the only two states we have so far. Oh, and 26 people voted in Vermont, and the president won that. But, of course, that's 26 people. Excuse me, New Hampshire. And we'll be waiting to see uh, soon what happens in New Hampshire. I'm sorry, I don't have a minute and second clock to hype this. Uh, But, again, the rubber has hit the road, and now's the time. Is there a Red Army? Let me change that. Is there a Red, White, and Blue Army? Are there enough people voting who are going to support this president and save the Republican, save the Senate, and save the Supreme Court and flip the House? That's the question on the table. We're going to know more by the end of tonight than the pundits and the media think we're going to know. We know that in Pennsylvania, the Democrats have a thousand plans for trying to steal the election. And upset the results. They've told us that. The Attorney General himself told us that. In some ways. He says if every vote counted. There's no way Trump wins. That's the Attorney General. By the way he's on the ballot I understand. Pennsylvania too. Florida. Don't let them call Florida. We still have the panhandle. And the panhandle is very solid. And we need to get those votes. Georgia. Depends what part of Georgia comes in at 7 o'clock while we're watching. But hopefully all of you are still in line and waiting your turn, and that's a good thing. In Virginia, we need these House races. Hopefully we can slip a Senate in there. It could be tough. And then I want to remind you, in 34 minutes, 34 minutes, North Carolina, Ohio, and West Virginia close. 34 minutes. I'm focused especially now on North Carolina and Ohio. In North Carolina, it's tighter than it should be. This is the day we're supposed to turn out in huge numbers. So let's do it. Panhandle in Florida, we got to get to work. We got to do our thing. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will look at the tallies. Just so you know, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, and I are looking at 11 different sites to gather as much information as we can to gather as much information as we can and to present it to you as fast as we can but we want to be accurate so stick with us here and we'll be right back from the Westwood One Podcast Network he's here he's here Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We won't be taking calls, so I won't give out the number. Our president has won Indiana, I'll call it. The president has won Kentucky. 
Um, Fox has called Virginia for uh, Biden. New Hampshire, we don't have any votes in New Hampshire yet. Florida's starting to come in, way too few votes. And uh, the issue will be where they're coming from. Panhandle. Let me say this to our friends of the Panhandle. You need to come out, and you need to come out big, just in case there's not enough coming out of the rest of the state. And you literally have uh, 53 minutes to get to your polling place. And, of course, if you're there, stay in line, please. So we don't have all the votes yet that are coming out of uh, Florida. We don't know where they're coming from. Um, but it's a big damn state, 29 Electoral College you know, that's more than New York. I just thought I'd point that out, particularly with all the New Yorkers who are moving to Florida. So what's coming up? North Carolina. North Carolina is coming up. 7.30. Very, very important. Ohio's coming up. 7.30. Very, very important. I don't know what else to say. Some of you have not heard me. You're maybe in your cars. Maybe you're at home at the dinner table. You need to get to your precinct and you need to stay in line. We need votes. We need votes in North Carolina. We need votes in the panhandle before the 8 p.m. Eastern time hour. We need votes in Ohio. We need to carry some of these seats. North Carolina, you have a crucial Senate race. Now, speaking of the Senate race, let's take a look at Kentucky and see where McConnell is. Just stick with me, folks, as I look at this. In uh, in real time here, right, Mr. Producer? Let's see what we've got here. Um, the Senate, bear with me, folks. Let's look at, uh, what do we have here in Kentucky? McConnell has a lead. We don't know where these votes are coming from, of 14% of the vote, and he's got a lead of about 5%. He always wins by about 2, 3, 4, 5%, just so you know. Uh, the Senate races in Georgia, we don't know anything about that yet. Let's see about the presidential race in Georgia, if we have any information about that at this point. Uh, we don't. I mean, 1% in is of no consequence, particularly when you consider Fulton County, Atlanta. That's the uh, tail that wags the dog, just as Northern Virginia is the tail that wags Virginia. So uh, let's see here. Okay, what about New Hampshire? I'm just looking live. Only 1% of the vote in. So... 20 minutes left. 20 minutes left. North Carolina and Ohio. Absolutely crucial. North Carolina, I'm told it's a little tight. If you're in line, stay in line. If you're not in line, please. You've got 20 minutes to get your took us over there and get in line. If you already voted, call family members and tell them. 20 minutes, get over there. Particularly if you're relatively close to a precinct. Now's the time. But get in line, stay in line, and your vote will count. That's what's key. That's what's key. That's at 7.30. 8 o'clock, lots of important races. Alabama will be 7 p.m. local time. We need to flip that Senate seat there. Important Senate seat in uh, Kansas. Most of Kansas closes at... uh, 7 p.m. local time, that's central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Maine is very, very important. Maine closes at 8 p.m. Maine closes in uh, 48 minutes. Very important. 
And then there's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania closes in 48 minutes. What else can I say in Pennsylvania? And of course, parts of Texas. Very, very important. You've got a lot of very, very important House races there too. And you have an important Senate race. So what can we say to our friends in Pennsylvania? You still have time to get to your precinct. And you will make a difference in this election. Texas, you will make a difference in a number of these congressional races and the Senate race as well as the presidency. Every vote counts this election. Every single vote. Here's the problem. If we lose this election, they're going to think they have a mandate to destroy this republic. They're going to think they have a mandate because they've said, we're going to pack the Supreme Court and burn it to the ground. Figuratively. We're going to pack the Senate, burn it to the ground, figuratively. We're going to change the filibuster. We're going to do all these things because we won. We said we were going to do all these things, and now we're going to do them. It really is, as the, as the framers said, it really is whether or not there's enough virtuous people in this country like you who are serious about wanting to save the country. That really is the issue. You're going to have Democrats, some of them, who belong to unions who are going to vote Democrat because they just can't help themselves. They're going to pay the price. The automobile industry, the steel industry, the oil industry, truckers, people who use their hands. You're going to pay a dear price for what's going on in this country. The suburbs, they've told you what they're going to do to the suburbs. They've told you. They're going to take over the suburbs. They do not believe in single-family zoning. They believe in dense zoning. With public hubs and public transportation. Where the feds are going to determine school locations and who attends schools. This isn't a joke. This is the Obama-Biden plan. And Biden says he's going to do it. So it's an amazing thing. Not only is voting for Trump and the Republicans down the line, crucially important for the Republic. It's crucially important in your own lives. In your own lives. And it's really up to you. It's really up to the people who haven't voted yet. Panhandle, you've got 46 more minutes. Your votes are needed in the panhandle. Your votes are needed. All the votes in Florida that can be mustered are absolutely crucial. North Carolina, you close at 7.30. You've got 16 minutes. Ohio, you close at 7.30. You've got 16 minutes. So this is very, very important. It's a big deal. Then Pennsylvania's up. Texas is up. So we should know a decent amount. Now in Florida right now, with 17% of the vote in, and I don't know if this includes the blue areas or not, they're starting to come in. It's basically a tie. Basically a tie. president has a slight lead, so we're going to need the panhandle in my view. 
Georgia, 3% of the vote in, so that's not really worth talking about. South Carolina, 1% of the vote in. Kentucky, I told you, Kentucky is Trump. Indiana is Trump. Virginia, they've called for Biden. Uh, New Hampshire, we don't have any information yet. I'm going through the uh, states that are available. Georgia, only 3% of the vote in, so we don't know. So it's too early for almost uh, for, for the remaining states that I haven't mentioned or called yet. Some of the media have called Indiana, some of they haven't, but Indiana is going to be won by Trump, so there's no point in uh, sweating bullets over Indiana. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. The final polls in Florida in the Panhandle, you close at 8 o'clock. It's about 40 minutes from now, and your votes are very, very important. They're very, very important. I had to explain this four years ago to the nation, too. The Panhandle area, or most of it, closes at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's on Central Time. There's a hell of a lot of Republicans there, military, vets. And the vote out of the Panhandle is crucial to the rest of the state of... uh, of Florida. So uh, that's very, very critical as far as I'm concerned. So that's important. And uh, Georgia, we're still waiting. Let's see here. There's not a lot to call right now. People are trying to get ahead of themselves on television. Stay away from them. Just stay away from them. North Carolina closes in eight minutes. That's going to be crucially important. North Carolina closes in eight minutes. So we will see what happens. Uh, We'll be able to keep an eye on North Carolina by the end of the program. We may well know what goes on in North Carolina. Of course, they have an important Senate race. Maine also closes at 8 p.m. as well. Do not allow the media in Florida to persuade you to stay home in the panhandle. Your vote is very, very important. Remember what happened in Florida in the governor's race and the Senate race? I think Governor DeSantis won by like 40,000, 45,000, maybe 50,000 votes. And Rick Scott won by less than that, 30,000, 35,000 votes. That's because so many people turned out in these Republican areas. And right now the panhandle, to me, is absolutely crucial. Tallahassee area and all that. 
parts that border uh, Alabama and other states. And uh, that will make a, uh, to me, that will determine who wins Florida. How many people turn out the panhandle. So if you're there and you're in line, please stay in line. In North Carolina, you've got seven and a half minutes. If you're in line, stay in line. If you're in line, stay in line. Your vote will make a huge difference. Where else? Ohio. If you're in line, please stay in line. Your vote will make a huge difference as well. That's the state of play. I'm looking here now. In uh, Miami-Dade County, um, Biden is underperforming what Clinton did there. In Broward County, Biden is underperforming slightly what Clinton did there. But in some of the Republican counties in the state, um, Trump is slightly underperforming what he did four years ago. I misspoke. In Broward County, I'm looking here, Clinton did worse than Biden's doing in Broward County, actually. But um, Trump is doing better in Miami-Dade than he did against Clinton. Right now, the vote in Florida. Let's see how many votes are in, Mr. Producer. Uh, The percentage of votes that are in, what do you see there, Rich? My eyesight. 44% in. Yeah, it's a two-point race with Biden in the lead. So as I say, these Republican areas need to come in in the... uh, I see here, yeah, it's... uh, it's really neck and neck in Florida. Again, without the panhandle. Once the panhandle comes in, Pensacola, Tallahassee, some of these other areas, hopefully it'll make a big difference uh, for President Trump. I'm looking at this now. I'm looking at, uh, let me look at some of these Senate races. All right, let's see here. Senate race in Kentucky. McConnell holds his lead still. Only about 20% of the vote in, but he's 11% ahead. Who knows if Louisville's come in yet? We don't know. South Carolina, we only 1% of the vote in. I've always felt that Lindsey Graham's probably going to win that anyway. I know he was, uh, they were spending a fortune against him. Uh, but I felt that he was going to, uh, to win that anyway, so who knows. I want to look at New Hampshire. 1% of the vote in, so New Hampshire, uh, we don't really know yet. Stay with me. 4% in Georgia, that's just too too little to make a... Because, uh, again, Georgia, you don't know if it's coming from uh, Atlanta, the suburbs, the rural areas, or who the hell knows. And right now, with 45% of the vote in, Trump is ahead. Well, now it's just tied in Florida. So let's just hope we build up enough Republican support in the Republican areas and that the panhandle at 8 o'clock, that's how crucial you are up there, Pensacola, Tallahassee, those, those areas up there. Let's just hope that we have our red wave pouring out there because I feel pretty confident if we do that Donald Trump will win Florida again. But if we don't, he won't. If we don't, if he's not there, we won't. 7.30... Let's see here. There's also West Virginia. It's a crucial state. So I'm looking at the map now. And guess what? 
We don't know any more right now than we knew an hour and a half from now, Mr. Producer, do we? We don't know more than we knew an hour and a half from now. Uh, Biden is badly underperforming in Miami-Dade, but he's overperforming what Hillary did in Broward. So I don't know what that means. Uh, I think the president, if we can get a good turnout from Pensacola, will be able to pocket Florida. Georgia, let's see what percentage of the vote is in. 4% of the vote in, so I won't bother you with that. We just don't know. The president has to win Georgia. There's certain states he has to win. Now, by the way, Pennsylvania, we haven't forgotten about you. You're listening to all this. You're up in about 30 minutes. And you're crucial. Texas, you've got a big chunk of Texas that's up too. Again, House seats. Texas, you have a Senate seat. And it's very, very important that the president win Pennsylvania. Or he may not have a way to victory. He might, but he may not. So it's very important that the president win Pennsylvania. As they say, Pennsylvania can be out for a while. You know, here's the bottom line. If more of us vote than them, we win. If more of them vote than us, God forbid, they win. 56% of the vote in in Florida. Biden's at 50.6%. Trump's at 48.7%. Again, we don't know where all these votes are coming from exactly. Um, But we shall see. I think the president's going to take Florida, though. Now I'm looking at Georgia again, 4% in. I'm just staying on top of this, folks, as best I can for you. We're looking at every conceivable map that's available to us. Mr. Producer, Mr. Callscreener, and I, we split them up to give you the best data we have. And I'm telling you right now, an hour and a half into this, we can't tell you any more than we could have told you an hour and a half ago. That's how close this is, actually. That's how close this is, actually. Georgia with 4% of the vote in, it would be utterly irresponsible for me to tell you what the numbers are. We don't know where they're coming from. 4% is of no consequence. It just doesn't matter. And during the break, I'm going to try and look at the counties a little bit more carefully to see what's happening. Um, All right, so during the break, we're going to dig in on some of these counties, see what we can learn. Meanwhile, the panhandle, if you're in line, stay in line. North Carolina, if you're in line, stay in line. Ohio, West Virginia, stay in line. You're up next. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, seeing the check engine light turn on can give anyone anxiety. But now that we have CarShield, we don't worry about that anymore. CarShield offers a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair. Which means that check engine light is a lot less scary when it comes on. You have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. And CarShield gets the rest taken care of for you. Even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is still up to you. Now, we used to dread car repairs, but with CarShield, 
we have peace of mind. Get coverage today and see why car show cars go farther. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code LEVIN or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, a deductible may apply. All right, let's see what's going on here. Let's take a look at Florida, Mr. Producer. We have, uh, my eyesight's so screwed up. All right, we have 66% of the vote in, Biden at 50.3, Trump at 48.9. 66% of the vote in. That's what we see. Um, what are they showing on the screen there? I can't see. 86%? I don't know. I have 66% of the vote in. Um, now, let's see. Anything new with Georgia? Georgia, 5% of the vote in. Biden, 51.4. Trump, 47.5. That really doesn't matter because we don't know where those votes are coming from. Now, I'm just telling you, those two states are crucial. Those two states are crucial. Let's see here. Bear with me. Yeah. Uh, And I think with the uh, Pensacola and Tallahassee and these other areas coming in, I think Trump will be all right in Florida. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. I'm just, I'm sorry, folks. I'm looking at the different counties. Here's the situation. Miami-Dade, Biden is underperforming. But in Broward and West Palm Beach, he's overperforming. Now, what does that mean? He's performing better than Hillary did in the two heavy Democrat counties. But in one Democrat county, he's performing less, uh, Biden is, than Hillary did. And so we need to rack up some votes in the, in the panhandle here for Trump to win Florida. We need to rack up some votes in the panhandle in some of these other areas, Republican areas, for Trump to win Florida. Uh, Georgia, I mean, I'm looking at key states, folks. That's what I'm trying to do here. There's just not enough votes in Georgia. Now, let's just step back from this for a second. You see the problem nationwide? when it comes to Republicans versus Democrats. They have flipped a lot of states. And they have flipped a lot of states in a number of ways. People leaving the blue states, moving into red states, and voting as they did in the past. You know, that's a big deal. They've used immigration for political purposes. That's a big deal. And so uh, these are things that that affect the country. These are things that affect these states. 67% of the vote in in Florida. And Florida's counting quickly. 50.5% for Biden. Hold on now. Let me get this right. And uh, 48.7% for the president. Still very, very close. And so we will see what happens at the panhandle and these others. But Florida's critical. If we lose Florida, it's going to be very, very tough. If we lose Florida and Georgia, I'm afraid it's over. I don't even want to say that. I'm not saying we are. In fact, in Georgia, it's already tightened up. It's basically even with 5% of the vote. And again, we don't know where that vote's coming from. Now, North Carolina, it's too early to know. These are the critical states. North Carolina... I'm looking here, folks. Uh, 
Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is up in 22 minutes. Very, very important, obviously. States like Maine, <clears throat> excuse me, Maine is up in 22 minutes. Very, very important. Actually, yeah, Maine's up in 22 minutes. Then we're going to start looking at other states like Arizona, Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin. They all start to fall in line. It is a very, very close election. All these polls before the election that said they were tightening up, they were right. But the polls that started, oh, seven points behind, eight points behind Trump is in these states, they were dead wrong. Those polls were dead wrong. 73% of the vote in in Florida. Biden's at 50.9%. Trump is at 48.3%. So there's 27% of the vote left. So Trump, the President of the United States, needs to do pretty decently, excuse me, uh, pretty decently with that percentage that remains. I'm looking at other states. Uh, Yeah, Virginia's called for Biden. Kentucky's called for the president. Indiana's for the president. Let's take a look at New Hampshire. Not enough of the vote in in New Hampshire. Let's go back to Georgia. Not enough of the vote in in Georgia. Let's go look at the Senate, if we shall. All right. Here we go. The Senate in uh, South Carolina... 1% 1% of the vote, and I mean, Lindsey Graham is 71%, but that doesn't really count for anything. In, uh, in Virginia, Warner won with 1% of the vote, and they're calling it for Warner. That's very sad, because he's a complete fraud. Looks like in Kentucky, McConnell has a fairly significant lead, which about 30% of the vote in. He's got 586 His opponent is 37.2. Again, we don't know where those votes are coming from. We don't know where those votes are coming from. So that's all we know. Now, we're going to continue to keep an eye hold on, now, on Florida because Florida is moving fairly quickly. Let's see here, Mr. Producer. I'm doing this now. Um... 76% of the vote in. Okay. 76% of the vote in in Florida. Uh, Biden's at 50.4. Trump's at 48.7. Making me nervous. I'm not saying we won't win. The panhandle's not in. Certainly not fully in. Uh, but we're going to keep our eye on Florida right now. And uh, let me see what's going on in certain counties. Bear with me, folks, because we're doing this in real time. Again, Miami-Dade, I have right here, Biden leads, but he really underperformed badly. Let's see here. But Palm Beach, he's done better than Hillary. Broward, he's done better than Hillary. Those are the three big southeastern Florida, uh, southeast Florida districts. And in these Republican areas, <clears throat> a couple of these counties, the president is performing better than he did, but a couple of them he's performing less better than he did. Let's see here. 
Yeah, okay. Um, checking New Hampshire. What is with New Hampshire? Why can't we get votes in New Hampshire? I'm checking West Virginia. West Virginia's called for the president. Ohio's in. 8% of the votes in. We don't know where those votes are coming from. Uh, let's see here. Just stick with me. I'm, I'm moving around the country here. I'm also looking at some of the counties. I don't have any more insight for you. Let's see here. Uh, 77% of the vote in on Florida. Biden is ahead by 100. Let me do it this way. About 160,000 votes. Now, that can be made up in Florida, depending on where the votes are coming from. That can be made up in Florida. Uh, So if we get some more votes here, let's see. All right, North Carolina, 1% of the vote in. That doesn't count for anything. West Virginia, I already said. Kentucky, I already said. They should be calling that for, uh, I would think, McConnell, too. I don't know why they're not calling Indiana. The president's got Indiana in the bag. Let me go back to Florida. It's the one that's making me nervous. Nothing new to report in Florida. Let's see here. Let's move to this state right here. Okay. All right. Let's hit a few more of these things. I am not able to predict. You know, four years ago, it was at about 8.30 I was able to say what I thought. Right, Mr. Producer? In 45 minutes. But I have to see how Florida turns out in order to be able to do that. And I still think we can take Florida. Let's see here. Everybody's looking at Florida. Biden has a slight lead. Let's see. What is it now? Bear with me. It is a hundred, about 140,000 vote lead in Florida. Biden has right now. About 140,000 vote lead. Now, in a small state, you'd say, oh, it's over. Not in Florida, because you still have 22, 23% of the vote left. And I'm thinking and I'm hoping most of those are Republican votes. Am I right? I think so, up in the panhandle. Let's take a look at Georgia now. Not enough going on in Georgia. All right. We have North Carolina coming in. We have Georgia. We have Florida. We need those states. We need those states. Now, Pennsylvania, you've been listening to me, all the voters in Pennsylvania. You see how important your votes are in Pennsylvania. You see how crucial they are. If you're going to vote for Donald Trump, you've got 14 minutes to get to the polls and to stay in line in Pennsylvania. So everybody's eyes are on Pennsylvania. On Maine, same thing. It's crucial. Again, we have a Senate race in Maine and you have House races in Maine. You've got House races all over Pennsylvania. In Texas, same thing. Much of the state closes down. In uh, 14, 13, 14 minutes, you've got a lot of house races there. Also, very, very important. So, you've got that. Then you have New Hampshire. 
New Hampshire, you're also closing down at 8 p.m., but then again, you know that. So New Hampshire is another state that we'd like to, like to make some progress in. Mitch McConnell has won in, uh, in Kentucky. Georgia now with 6% of the vote in. It's almost an exact tie. Donald Trump is a very, very slight lead. Uh, with 78% of the vote in in Florida. Let me count this up. Uh, it's still about 140,000 140, votes separate uh, Trump and Biden with 78% of the vote in. 22% of the vote. That's what we're waiting for. And Florida has a pretty good uh, counting system. Not perfect, but good enough. North Carolina, where are we? 1% of the vote in. South Carolina, where are we? 2% of the vote in. I'm just looking around, folks. We'll be right back. in. All right, I'm going to give you Mark's impression. I think the president's going to take Florida. We're moving into the panhandle. Let me see here. 80% of the vote in, and pow. He, it's neck and neck. Neck and neck. So I think, uh, as in four years ago, the panhandle comes in. And uh, look, this is my opinion. I'm not a, uh, an analyst. Just giving you my opinion. I'm looking at the numbers that I think... Uh, Florida, let's see, there's 60,000 votes apart, Trump behind, but look how fast he made up that 140,000 in the panhandle, and there's uh, 20% of the vote left, so I think he'll, uh, he'll take Florida. That, I'm not making an official announcement, it's the Mark Levin announcement. By the way, people are a little confused. I never said that Trump or anybody in the Trump world pulled out of the interview. In fact, the president did not pull out of the interview for today. So I never said the president or the White House or anybody of the sort. Now I got some schmo from CNN. Mark, I understand Oliver Darcy. I understand the president. What happened? All All these gossipy, goofy reporters looking for, you know, here we have a presidential election going on. Hey, Oliver, why don't you chase down Hunter Biden? Why don't you make yourself useful? You're, you're like a, a Brian Stelter knockoff. You've, you're destroying your reputation, your career. I'm just being honest with you. That's some friendly public service advice. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. Hillsdale continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduates and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, Commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. 
It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. You can learn a lot more by going to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right. Let us go to Florida again. Wow, Mr. Producer. Now we're talking about a, what did I say, a 40,000 vote spread with 80% of the vote in. Neck and neck, heading into more Republican territory. So I'm relatively hopeful about Florida. Now, with 8% of the voting in Georgia, but we'll see. 8% of the voting in Georgia, we have no idea where it's coming from. President at 53% and Biden at 45.5% for whatever that's worth. North Carolina's closed. They'll start coming in. Pennsylvania, four minutes. If you're in line, stay in line. If you're two minutes from line, get in line. Because all eyes are going to be on Pennsylvania as well as some of the other states. Now, just so you know, Donald Trump just took the lead in Florida with 81% of the vote in. Small lead of 20,000 votes as we move into the panhandle, I told you. President Trump has taken a small lead over Joe Biden with 81% of the vote in, which means, by my calculation, 19% of the vote left. So we'll see how that turns out. I feel, I'm feeling good about Florida. It's a feel thing. I'm feeling good as I'm looking at the counties and looking at the numbers. We'll see. Georgia, not enough is in to make a decision about Georgia. And North Carolina just stepped up. All right, Pennsylvania, we're going to be watching you and Maine and some of these other states now. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. I'm laughing. They're projecting Donald Trump won Kentucky. I think I projected that an hour ago. Now, there's something else we need to keep in mind here, ladies and gentlemen. That is early voting. A number of these states have mail-in voting and absentee voting, and the Democrats piled up early on. Um, and depending on how the states count it, it's kind of complicated. It's hard to know. Now, Pennsylvania has a lot of this going on uh, with the early voting and the mail-in voting. Excuse me. Texas has this, too. So if you see a red state, a you know a state that's almost always red, and then all of a sudden it's, it's looking blue. It could be because of that. Uh, that's not clear uh, to me. Now we're going to go back to Florida. 
Yeah, Florida's very tight. 49.9 to 49.2. They're still counting. Uh, 27, excuse me, 17% of the vote is needed there. Georgia is basically a tie right now. It's not clear where those votes are coming from. And again, I just want to repeat, there are states with uh, early voting. Mississippi has been called for the president. Alabama has been called for the president. South Carolina has been called for the president. Maybe that's where I need to go, Mr. Producer. 86% of the vote in. The president's leading in Florida by 60,000 votes. Um, So we take a look at that. So uh, the president, in my view, I mean, it's it's 80% chance, maybe even more, that he's going to win Florida. Comes to Georgia, I'd say a significant chance he's going to win Georgia. Uh, Comes to North Carolina, I don't know, because there's only 1% of the vote, and the president has won Oklahoma. Well, if he loses Oklahoma, we might as well move to, uh, you know, Portugal or something. The president's won West Virginia. The president's won Indiana. Um... You can imagine the president has won Massachusetts. I don't know how. President has won New Jersey. Excuse me. Excuse me. Biden has won Massachusetts. Biden has won New Jersey. Biden has won Delaware. Amazing. Biden has won Maryland. No surprises there. Biden has won Vermont. New Hampshire still out. I personally would be surprised if the president wins in New Hampshire. Don't get nervous about Texas yet, ladies and gentlemen. They go, wow, well, look at this. So Biden's got 58 and Trump's got 40%. There was a lot of early voting in, in uh, Texas. I seriously doubt <clears throat> excuse me, that, uh, that Biden's going to win Texas. That's just me. But Texas may be a, a bit of a wait. Uh, much of Michigan is in now. We'll see what happens to Michigan. Let me let me see about Michigan. Hold on one second. I don't think I've given that enough attention here. Michigan, Michigan, Mr. Producer. Let's see here. Michigan. What time does Michigan close? Michigan, 8 p.m. Well, Michigan is a split state on time, right? Eastern and Central. So in Michigan, I'm looking now, only 1% of the vote in. Well, if the president wins Michigan, that's a big deal. All right, Illinois is in. Uh, no, it isn't. Yeah, Illinois is called is called for uh, Biden. Ohio. Well, Ohio. Wait a minute. Thirty-seven percent of the vote in Ohio. Thirty percent. We don't know where it's from. Fifty-six point seven percent for Biden. Forty-two point two percent for Trump. With 37% of the vote in. So again, we don't know where that vote's coming from. Um, but we shall see. This is going to make uh, Ohio. <clears throat> in many ways, Ohio, not exactly, is like Pennsylvania. So you have to hope that a lot of these Union Democrats and these... Uh, more industrial areas, are voting for the president as the president was protecting their jobs uh, from China and so forth and so on. But we shall see. Uh, Again, you have states with early voting. 
where the Democrats piled it up and the Republicans didn't on Election Day. That's why Florida is interesting, because Florida is counting everything now. I'm looking at Florida now, 85% of the vote in. The President of the United States has a, uh, let's see, 150,000 vote lead now, with 85% of the vote in, 50.3% to 48.8%. A little bit more comfortable, I'd say, Mr. Producer. Back to Georgia. President of the United States has 51%. Biden has 48% with 11% of the vote in. Okay. North Carolina, not enough. Let's look at Kansas. I'm pretty sure the president's going to take Kansas, but the issue there will, uh, will be the Senate races. 20% of the vote is in in Kansas. Let me take a look at the Senate race, folks. Because the Senate races are crucially important. Let's see what we have here. 20% of the vote in. The Democrat, Bollier, leads Marshall, the Republican, right now. 563 to 40.3%. Let's see here. Tennessee. The Republican Haggerty is the winner. And Tennessee is called for the president. In Georgia... With 11% of the vote in, again, we don't know where that vote's coming from, and in Georgia it matters big. Purdue is leading the Democrat, 54 to 44%, with 11% of the vote in. In North Carolina, well, 1% of the vote in, so that's not worth much. Uh, 6% of the vote in in South Carolina. Lindsey Graham's slightly behind, but I don't think that's going to matter much. I'll tell you what's interesting. I don't know where the vote's coming in from Virginia yet. But uh, Warner has 58%, and his opponent, uh, Gade, has 42%. So that's interesting. Uh, Michigan, only 1% of the vote in. Again, there's early voting in a number of these states, so we're, you know, you know uh, it's hard to know for sure, particularly if it's close. Just give me a minute. Still looking. Only 1% of the vote in Atlanta, excuse me, Alabama, so I can't, I mean, I, I got to believe that in Alabama, uh, Mr. Jones is done. So I'll call that myself, okay? I don't even need to wait for any more votes, because if the Democrat wins the Senate in Alabama, then, uh, then all, <laughs> all is lost. All right, now let's look again. Let's go back to Florida. This is very interesting to me. Florida. Hold on here. What percentage of the vote is in now? 87% of the vote? Looks like 87% of the vote is. The president's lead has actually widened further. president may wind up with, look, I don't know, but the president may wind up with a bigger margin in Florida than he had the first time around. Time will tell. I'm looking at North Carolina. The votes are coming in slowly. All right, we'll take a break now and see if we can uh, get some more information to you. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Look, my own pedestrian view, I don't see how Biden takes Florida. I don't see it. Um, So uh, we'll see how that goes. And in Georgia, I'm looking at these various counties and so forth. And it's possible I don't see how he takes Georgia either. Um, In terms of North Carolina, I have no idea. One percent of the vote in, I don't think anybody knows. Maine, also important. Less than 1% of the vote in, as best as I can tell. Now, Texas has 24% of the vote. And again, the early ballots and all the rest, at some point these come into play. Remember how far ahead Biden was of Trump? Well, now they're 10,000, not even that, 6,000 votes apart. There's no way, in my view, that Trump loses Texas. Kansas is too early, 30% of the vote in. They have Trump behind by... uh, what is it here? About 40,000. There's no way, in my opinion, that the president loses Kansas. Missouri's starting to come in, and right away the president said the president will win Missouri as well. He's already won Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, West Virginia, South Carolina. Okay. Um... I'm looking at uh, Florida. Yeah, president still has almost a 200,000 vote lead in Florida. I'm concerned about Michigan. I'll be perfectly honest with you. <clears throat> I'm concerned about Michigan. I've been concerned about Michigan. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in Michigan. Uh, it's way too early. We shall see. I'm kind of, uh, as I look at Florida... Mr. Producer, will you go back and see what the president won by in Florida in 2016? Will you Google that for me, please? And let's see what that number is. They talk about overperforming and underperforming and so forth. Now, they have 55% of the vote in in North Carolina. Let's see here. And Biden has, uh, wait a minute. Sorry, folks, my North Carolina is not working. All right, let's look at this, Mr. Producer. North Carolina. Let's take a look at North Carolina. Hmm. I still don't know what's going to happen in North Carolina. It's almost impossible to tell. 1% reporting. I don't know what's going on in North Carolina. Yeah, what's the Florida 2016 number? Yeah. So, say it again. Trump had 4. what? 4.8 million, and Clinton had what? 
So it's 4.6 million to 4.5 million. And right now in Florida, Donald Trump has uh, a bigger lead than that, right? What do you mean 5.2? 5.2, now that number doesn't mean anything though. What are the, diff- the distinction between the two is what we're looking at. So it's almost 200,000, correct? So yes, um, that's quite good. This North Carolina, Mr. Producer, one of the sites you're looking at, uh, do they have North Carolina updated a little bit more than 1%? Let's see here. We're checking in, folks. Mr. Call Screener, you can jump in, too. Yeah, 2% of the vote in North Carolina, so that's impossible to know. Let's look at Pennsylvania. Now, remember, there's a lot of Odd things going on in Pennsylvania. That's just too early to tell 4% of the vote. And I have no idea. And let me tell you about Pennsylvania. It really does matter where the votes are coming from. I mean, if they're coming from southeastern Pennsylvania, heavy, heavy Democrat, Pittsburgh, heavy Democrat, central Pennsylvania, other parts where uh, the president is strong, is in these these smaller counties, in the the suburbs outside the inner suburbs— and in some of these industrial areas. Let me look at another one that was kind of weird. Ohio. 45% of the vote in Ohio. And uh, Biden has 55% of the vote, and Trump has 43.5% of the vote. That's concerning to me. And that's about a 300,000 spread. So a lot's going to depend on what parts of Ohio this is. I'm not trying to make you folks nervous. I'm just trying to be as, as, as thoroughly transparent and as honest as I possibly can. Uh, I believe he's going to take Ohio. I'm just saying I'm looking at, you know, almost half the vote is in. So I'm hoping these are from heavy Democrat counties. You know, early on we were looking at Florida. Florida's not done yet. But early on we were looking at Florida. And there was some concern. It's, it's not done yet. But I'd rather be in the president's position. We were looking at Georgia. I think the president's going to take Georgia. And of course, he needs to take Georgia. He needs to take these states. It's crucially important. If we don't hold those states, we can't win. Let me see what's coming up, too, at 830 here while we're, while we're doing this. You know, it's interesting about this. I can't really call anything, right, Mr. Producer? I can see what's going on. I mean, other than the clearly red states and the clearly blue states. Arkansas closes at 830, and we know who's going to be the senator. I don't think he even has an opponent, or he may have an independent. That'll be Tom Cotton. Um, let's see here. I think we're going to learn about a lot of these states pretty much at the same time. Um, no change in Pennsylvania, still 4% of the vote. Pennsylvania is going to be a mess, so we've got to keep an eye on that. You can't just throw in right away uh, when it comes to Pennsylvania. I'm trying to see here. Um, bear with me. South Carolina, let's see if they've called it for Lindsey Graham yet. Should we try that? South Carolina. Uh, no, they haven't... Not yet. Isn't that str- that's tr- that's strange? Kentucky, yes. There's nothing to call, ladies and gentlemen. 
Everything's on hold. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't have a board to keep playing with, and I'm not going to play with it. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, let's see here. 8 p.m. Central Time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Nebraska. Nebraska, part of your state is also mountain time. It's critical. Absolutely critical. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could pull one off like a, like a New Mexico? And that's 7 p.m. local time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time. That would be great. But don't forget Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin, 8 p.m. local time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time. You are crucial. You are critical. And so you still have time to vote in Wisconsin. You still have uh, more than a half hour. So now's the time to get in your cars and scoot over to your precinct and stay in line. We can use Wisconsin. If we, if we win Wisconsin, we've broken the so-called blue line. Same with Minnesota. Minnesota, you're up 8 p.m. local time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time. You're up in 32 minutes, too. I don't want to forget the states that are still out. Nebraska, very, very crucial. Parts of Michigan, very, very crucial. Arizona. You're up at 7 p.m. local time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern time. Again, very, very crucial. We need all these states. We need all these states or we can't win. Pennsylvania's already in. There's nothing we can do about Pennsylvania at this point other than to make sure that the uh, slip and fall lawyers there on the Democrat side uh, behave themselves. Maine is already in. There's nothing we can do there. Hopefully that's... uh, that's a positive, too. And uh, let's see here. Just bear with me. I got to move around these various boards. Okay. Let's see what they're saying now. Okay, bear with me. Yeah, the president's up 190,000 votes in Florida with almost 90% of the vote in. Uh, 20% of the vote in. The president's up about... Uh, but 120,000 in Georgia. Again, we don't know where they're from, but I have a feeling Georgia's going to be just fine. All eyes are on North Carolina, as best as I can tell, and, of course, Pennsylvania and Ohio, those three states. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark. 
Mark Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Let me tell you where I am right now as I study this. This Mark's opinion. I believe the president's going to take Florida. I believe the president's going to take Georgia. And I believe there's a 60% chance the president's going to take North Carolina. What do you think about that, Mr. Producer? Based on what I'm saying. Now, you might say, well, Biden's ahead, but we're looking at the various counties, right? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just telling you. Also, again, a lot of these areas have early voting. I mean, in Texas, it's almost tied. And so I think the President of the United States clearly is going to win Texas. I just don't think that's an issue. Ohio, I'm kind of stuck in Ohio. My, my uh, numbers aren't really moving. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's interesting. The President's winning the popular vote. And the reason is we haven't had California yet. You know, California kicks in and New York kicks in, which are so lopsided, why, which is why it's so ridiculous. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. So, we got to win Ohio. I feel like we're going to win North Carolina. Uh, We've got uh, Michigan now coming in and some of these other states. Pennsylvania's all voted out, as we say. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in Ohio here, looking at Ohio. Still with the 51%. The chart you're looking at, Mr. Producer, does it have a higher percentage than 51%? Take a look real fast for us. Now, I'm going to go to North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to look at the Senate race. So be where we, you know, that's a Senate race, 51%, yep. Let's look at North Carolina. Well, well, they're only counting 7% of the, forget it, doesn't matter, 7% doesn't matter. Let's look at Georgia. Purdue still has a lead there. You know, things are shaping up. Again, I'm, I'm early in on this. I, 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 don't, I don't want to mislead you. I'm just telling you, I'm speaking from the heart. If we take Florida and Georgia, which I feel we will, if we take North Carolina, which I also feel we will, I mean, the president is behind there right now with 65% of the vote in by, um, uh, let's see here, by 250,000 votes. It's a big state, though. Do you still agree with me, Mr. Producer, that the president has a good shot at this? As a matter of fact, it just tightened up. Uh, Let's see here. By, uh, well, that's about right. We will see. Depending on what part of of the state we're talking about, we shall see. Um, and then if the president can hold Ohio. Look, what's the point of my predictions? I want to tell the people in, uh, let's see here. The states that are coming up, please vote. I only have 15 minutes left on the air. Nebraska, please vote. We need, we need all your votes. Wisconsin, you're absolutely key. Your uh, precinct closed in 22 minutes. Arizona, 
Um, you close at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, so you close in 22 minutes, 7 p.m. your time. Very, very important. These are important states. We've got to win them all. I know it's close. It was always going to be close. Uh, in Nevada, we could use you too. It's 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. local time. Alaska, of course, you have an important Senate race in Alaska as well. So uh, let's see. I want to take another look at North Carolina. Bear with me, folks. That's South Carolina. I know the difference. Hold on, folks. Okay. Bear with me. I got to... Some of our numbers are actually better advanced than the numbers on TV. That's why it takes me a second to figure this out. All right. We're 300,000 votes behind in North Carolina with 65% of the vote in. Very interesting. Um, Hopefully we'll pick up... Now we're 200,000 votes behind with 68% of the vote. And that was a big move, Mr. Producer, rather quickly. Actually, that's not right. 240,000 votes behind. So we did pick up some ground somewhere in North Carolina. So we shall see. My goal in tonight's program is to get the vote out, not to be a prognosticator, even though I think I've done that pretty well. I can't tell who's going to win this election. But I can tell that the president so far is winning states he needs to win. But we haven't gotten into Wisconsin yet. I don't have a good hold on Ohio. The numbers aren't, aren't solid for us yet. The numbers aren't solid yet in North Carolina. But I have a sense that the president's going to take it. It's now 53% to 46% with 68% of the vote in, in North Carolina. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, it's pointless right now to, to talk about Pennsylvania. Just, uh, there's just not enough information in. Things are pretty much breaking the way expected. We don't know about Michigan yet. Only 8% of the vote in. Uh, as I said, Pennsylvania has a lot. Of, uh, we don't know about Pennsylvania yet. It's just not possible to know. I'm, I'm going around these states that were, where there were question marks. Um, let's see here. With almost 90% of the vote in in Florida, the president has a 270,000 vote lead. I just don't see them overcoming that. Not in the panhandle with 12% of the vote left. I mean, you do have Tallahassee, which is Democrat, and parts of Jacksonville, but I think we'll be okay there. Um, Georgia still looks pretty solid for the president. I'm just telling you the numbers I'm looking at. Time will tell. Excuse me. But we do have important states coming up. Arizona at 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. local. Michigan. Every one of these states matters. That's why every one of your votes matter. We've got Nevada at, at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. local. We've got Alaska at midnight, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Again, we have Senate races that we have to pay attention to. But the map hasn't developed enough, has it, Mr. Producer? It just has not. Let me ask you this. Go to the New York Times site, Rich. What do they say about Florida? Who do they say is going to win Florida? They have that kind of weird thing there, that, that meter. 95% Trump. What do they say about Georgia? No, no. What's the chance of Trump winning Georgia? 82%. 
they say he has a 72% chance of winning North Carolina. So I've called him pretty, pretty well. That's their election needle. I don't trust their election needle. Uh, but, uh, but it does look like the president, according to them, has a good shot of winning North Carolina. That's a big, that's important. He's held, he's, in my view, he's going to hold Georgia. He's going to win Florida. May well take North Carolina. Uh, Ohio, I don't really know what's going on in Ohio. I sure as hell hope we win it. But again, there's not enough, there's not enough numbers in there for me. I'm looking at in Ohio. What I'm looking at is 53% of the vote in on Ohio. Um, and uh, just bear with me. And the president is behind in Ohio by uh, 350,000 votes with uh, 53% of the vote in. So half the vote is out. Again, I don't know what states are early voting and which, which do and which don't. So we shall see. Uh, but um, it's close. It's close. We haven't lost a big one yet. I'll say that. Let me put it to you that way when it comes to the bread. We haven't lost a big one yet. And I can see it now tightening in North Carolina. 69% of the vote in. The president has picked up a lot of speed. It's 52.5% to 46.4%. So we'll see if these Republican areas are coming in. I'll be right back. Mark in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Florida, Georgia, really pretty solidly president. I'm looking at North Carolina. He's closing in hard on North Carolina. So if I had to make an estimation, I think the president takes North Carolina. President's not going to lose Texas, despite what they're saying at CNN. Uh, Ohio, uh, let's see here. President's behind, but I, I would be surprised. I mean, it's possible. I'd be surprised if he loses Ohio. Um. So some of these other states like uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, you're coming up. Please vote in Wisconsin. We can sure as hell use you, Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, unless you like Minneapolis and what's been going on there. Uh, you're the Patriots are going to make the difference here. Arizona, you're about to close in, uh, in 10 or 11 minutes. Very, very important, Arizona. Be very nice if we can start stacking up these states and, uh, and winning these states. They're saying too early to call in a lot of these states, and uh, for them it is. Um, just looking here, 
president in North Carolina. Let's see this, 117. He's 125,000 behind. So slowly but surely closing the gap. He's about 340,000 behind in Ohio. We don't like it being behind. But sometimes these big cities report early. And again, there's early voting and stuff like that that we have to pay attention to. Um, all right. What am I doing, Rich? What do I have here? Oh, yes. Four minutes left. So what, what is my conclusion from all this? Number one, Arizona, get the hell out and vote. Nevada, get out and vote. We need your help. Wisconsin, get out and vote. Nebraska, get out and vote, please. And the other states, Alaska, so forth. As I look at the map, I won't call them the way the, uh, the so-called experts do, but I don't see the president, in my view, is going to win Florida. He's going to win Georgia. Uh, I suspect, I don't have it for sure, but I, I, I believe he's very likely to win North Carolina. He's very likely to win Ohio. We've got to pick off some of these other states. We've got to win Arizona. He's going to win Texas and Kansas. I'm not so much worried about any of that. Michigan is pretty much in. Pennsylvania is pretty much in. There's not any more urging that we can do in that regard. Uh, Minnesota, it's very important, Minnesota. Um, and uh, as I said, Wisconsin, we could sure as hell use your help. To save this country. And that's what it's going to take. Arizona. Minnesota. Wisconsin. Iowa. Nebraska. You got that one seat hanging out there. Maine's already in. Uh, hard to know what's going to happen in Maine. I mean we need, we need more numbers in Maine. And that's about it. So as best as I can tell you right now. Uh, let's see here. This Ohio is kind of hanging in there at 50%, but I think we're going to be okay there. There's nothing we can do about it now. I think the president's got North Carolina. It's closing, and it's closing fast, isn't it, Mr. Producer? For the, yeah, it looks pretty good for the president. So if we take North Carolina, in other words, if he holds what we needed to hold, and if we hold Arizona, we pick off one of these so-called blue-line states, and we hold on to Ohio, and we get Pennsylvania, or if we can take Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, we'll be in decent shape. So to answer your question is, who's going to be president of the United States? We don't know yet. But some of the fault lines that were out there that the Democrats were hoping to trip the president up on, like Florida, it hasn't happened. Like Georgia, it hasn't happened. Based on the numbers I'm looking at, North Carolina, still a lot out. I don't believe it's happened. So they thought they had some tripwires there, and so far the tripwires haven't worked. So far we've held the base. Now there's a few other states we need to pick off, and it's going to be up to you. Those of you who live in Nevada, those of you who live in Michigan, not in Michigan, in Wisconsin, these things are going to be up to you. Those of you who live in Nebraska, it's going to be up to you. You're going to decide in these other states, and same with the Senate. I've done the best I can. That's all the information we have, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody has any more. We'll now see how things break out. Remember, there's always that mail-in voting and 
absentee ballot voting that will need to be taken into consideration. But so far, don't worry. So far, it's not a disaster. It's not a landslide either. But the tripwires they set in Florida, Florida didn't go for them. Georgia, Georgia's not going to go for them in my view. North Carolina, I could be wrong, but I don't believe North Carolina is going to go for them either. Based on the areas where they're getting this vote from what I'm looking at myself. And the president continues to pick up numbers there too. Ohio, I would be deeply surprised. I'd be very shocked if Joe Biden won Ohio. And now we'll see what happens in Michigan. Because the Michigan vote's in. And again, I want to remind you, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nevada, all these other states we're relying on. It's very, very important that you come through for us, for the rest of the country. And then we shall overcome. We will meet here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll see you then. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.